What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Code, and we are once again discussing WandaVision. I am super excited to be joined by my co-host, Nathan Pig. Nathan, sir, how are you? I'm great, Phoenix. We are reviewing WandaVision Episode 5. So if you're here, if you're listening, you know exactly why I should be excited about that, why we're all excited. So <laughs> very happy to talk about WandaVision and the MCU again. So I'm good. And also joined by Mr. Nick Spain. Nick, how are you? Doing well, Phoenix. Thanks for, uh, I was going to say thanks for having me on, but I'm always on. So uh, <laughs> excited to, to talk WandaVision though. Yes. So like Nathan said, we are talking episode five, uh, just recently dropped. Whew, there's so much to talk, <laughs> talk about in this episode. I mean, this was ridiculous. Where to even start? guys uh, I, I really don't know you can start with a spoiler warning yeah definitely spoilers we all these episodes are going to be spoiler there's no way we can talk about it without spoiling it um so if you have not seen episode five of wandavision stop right here go back check out the episode so you can understand everything that we're talking about and why we're crazy excited about everything that's going on so that being said, now, where do we begin? <laughs> I I think there's the one thing that we all want to talk about, of <laughs> the, course, with there's that, that ending, one thing. But yeah. I feel like if we talk about that, that'll be the whole episode. So why don't we start <laughs> before that and everything that happens before that great ending? Because we could go on for hours about that. Yeah. So if you uh, watched episode four, which I hope you have. Uh, you know now that Wanda and Vision are two proud parents of two twin boys, Tommy and Billy. Uh, and we meet Tommy and Billy as babies once again in this episode, but they don't stay that way at all. So, uh, which was funny to me. I, I just, I, I love this aspect of Tommy and Billy just being able to uh, age themselves. Uh, but it was hilarious them as babies and then before we even get the intro they're five-year-olds um but what i loved and I, this is where i want to start the new theme song Just wait and see. 
<laughs> like the theme song for this episode and it's got the pictures of baby Wanda baby Vision and the kids and they're growing up and they got this like homely theme song it was just adorable but baby Vision man we <laughs> that was some of the best stuff I've ever seen what what did you guys think of that I'm sure it's gonna get memed a lot I've already mm-hmm. seen it be memed um, a day after the episode comes out, but again, I Phoenix, you're the only one on this show that talks that about the theme. Talks about the, the theme themes. song. I, I mean, it's cool. It's good. <laughs> it's unique. I know a lot of people spent a lot of hard work and time on it, but at the end of the day, like for Nick and I, it's something that that we watch and we're like, oh, that was cool, and then we never think about it again. <laughs> yeah, like if you if you held a gun to my head and was like, hum the theme song. I'd be like, well, I'm screwed because I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. Something sad and somber sounding. <laughs> I didn't know that for sure. But yeah, that was great. Uh, baby Vision, hilarious. I love that they had these sort of like fake memories of the kids, even though like they were five in an instant. But I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, I couldn't stop thinking about when that happened, that those are probably real child pictures of the actors they got yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably. so i couldn't stop thinking about how this one family is probably watching this and they're like <laughs> i remember when we submitted those baby photos right, right. now the whole world gets to see you as a kid I don't know. Just, that's what i thought of more of the than the song but yeah where where i'd like to start is well, what i want to know is who photoshopped vision on their children's photos <laughs> who submitted their child's photos and we're like Oh, that's my child, but it's not it's a my synthetic child. robot. Yeah, like it's a robot. That's that's hilarious, that's hilarious too. Um, where I want to start is is with Agnes coming over and mm. attempting to to help the babies um, stop crying, and it's it's odd too because she she walks in and Vision's like, "Oh, how did you know to come in?" She's like, "Oh, well, I heard them crying." And, even that was so odd because <laughs> he, I feel like you'd have to go right up to the door to hear babies crying inside a house. Like no mm-hmm. way you just hear that on the sidewalk. So of course we knew something's been up with Agnes from the beginning. This just reconfirmed it. And of course, then she, she stumbles on a line or vision says something that isn't supposed to be said. And she's like, Oh, do we want to do that over? Or she says something along those lines. From the top? Yeah, yeah. You want to take it from the top? And that was the first, like, whoa, Whoa. what is going on? (laughs) Time out. 
I mean, this show has really played with like the let's rewind time. Like you have to be paying ridiculous amount of attention. Every line of dialogue means something. Mm-hmm. And it was just, whoa. So let's, let's talk about that first. That was so awkward. It was just like, I watched it back and I was just like, not only is it, it's, it's so weird because it's like, you know, I don't, I don't think vision really does anything that's outside of um, a sitcom really, but she just pauses everything. And then like you hear like the baby stop crying all of a sudden and everyone's like, you know, just staring at each other awkwardly. And she's really like the only one who's like, yeah, you know, let's do this show thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's like understanding, like, this is a sitcom. This is what we do. And they're like, what? Like, (laughs) and then once everything calms down, you hear the baby start crying again. And it's just so awkward. And it's one of those things where like Agnes's character is so interesting. I really can't wait to see what else they do with her because it's like, there's something here and I I just want to know what it is. Like she seems to be the only person content with the whole sitcom aspect. Well, I've seen multiple theories online that she's like the witch. I don't remember like her, her real character's name, but she's like the, the superhero or I don't even know if she's a hero, but she's like the witch from the comics and um this person i think straw hat goofy on on tiktok was the one who said that even though like their outfit wardrobes were similar like the the use of color and everything and um nathan and i were talking about this afterwards and i want to get your thoughts on it phoenix is that when vision goes to the office and that guy is talking about something and he like you know yeah gets into his conscious mind and he's like where's my phone help like it's it hurts like do you think is that wanda controlling was that kind of like a setup to think it's wanda or is it actually agnes and Mm. you know she's controlling it and Mm. they're kind of working together Mm. that is an interesting theory yeah Uh, and and i have i have a theory that i'm pretty pretty uh confident in once we get to that section too but but go ahead phoenix yeah no uh, to answer that i i think there's some merit there i do think there's some merit there only because of i watched it again recently and there's a line that wanda says towards the end of the episode where she says uh i didn't even know uh i was doing this or something until now or something she says something like that and it's Mm -hmm. uh I'm like, that to me says that she's not really in control. Like somebody is doing this to her and she, and is making her feel like she is in control. So I don't know that, that, I think that could be Agnes. I think it could be somebody else. That's the thing about this man is, is there's so many theories. And if you're a comic book reader, you probably have an idea of where this is going. I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah, that's an interesting theory. Well, I'm sure we'll talk more about that once we get to the the theory section here at the end. But I just want to talk more about this this opening scene where Agnes is is fully becoming like a weirdo in this in this universe. <laughs> yeah. And Vision and and Wanda are arguing, and of course Wanda's trying to throw Vision off the stench. And this is the first real time, at least in this episode, that Vision is like. 
something's going on. And and that happens a ton in this episode where Vision is like, something's not right. But the kids grow up, right? And that was weird in and of itself. But <laughs> it there's like the two and a half men intro when they're standing in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. But the, the one thing that stood out to me was when Agnes said, like, kids, you can't, can't control, control them no matter how much you try. Oh, that was right. 100%. A meaningful line right it, I was, it I, definitely was it was interesting too because i was expecting her to say like uh you know something what, what's the other line people say about kids uh they grow up so fast that was what i was expecting her to say and so when she said you can't control them i was like oh that's that's uh that's there's some underlying meaning there right so then i think i, I don't really remember the the sequential order then but yeah, we can talk about that that scene at work with Vision where he just everyone not only that with the I don't remember the character's name but the guy that uh, Norm and, what is it Andy maybe Norm his name's Norm Norm okay well Norm. when Norm snaps out of it he's like I gotta get my phone I gotta call my sister but not only that they receive an email from Sword that's being shot around the Sword employees working there and everyone reads it out loud in this cult <laughs> sense it was almost was like weird. it was straight out of a horror movie all mm-hmm. reading it at the same time that was bizarre and what did what did you guys just think of that yeah i mean i i loved all the interactions with sword uh, throughout this episode and i think we'll talk about it um and then in the the later parts of this episode but yeah that that was definitely a, a strange scene for sure i i did love how how vision kind of snapped norm out of it um and and he was kind of in in a frantic based on what um uh rambo said about being in in possession of like being possessed or however you want to say it but i definitely thought it was a weird scene it it was one of those things where it's like you know like they are they are trickling in little bits, you know what I'm saying, of information without giving anything away. And it's it's leading to some really interesting speculation. But uh I thought it was unique that he said make her stop, but he didn't say who. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? That's what yeah. we noticed right away. Yeah. I was like, so is he talking about Wanda or is he talking about Agnes? Or, or is, is he talking about someone, someone else? Someone else, right? Like I just thought that was very interesting and like props to the actor, like the whole like switch in and out from being possessed yeah. and not like solid nailed it. It was so creepy. It was it, ridiculous. It seemed so robotic. Right. But um, to me, this whole episode was about meaning of control of death and wh- what's real and what's not. Obviously that's what the whole show has been about, but um with the kids and all the lessons that, that she was trying to teach them. And man, it was just crazy. And another thing was when they first get the dog and vision walks in the kitchen and then Agnes shows up with a dog house. And he's like, how did she know exactly what we needed? And that yeah. just reconfirms that, that Agnes is definitely in on this whole thing with, with Wanda. And if she's not in on it, she's at least aware. And yeah. not only that, but, when Vision walked in, he was like the what he personifies 
out to the public, the mm-hmm. like human. And I feel like I remember Wanda saying like, oh, why are you, why so are you like that? Why are yeah. you not, you know, the, the vision? And he was like, oh, it's just because you never know who's going to show up these days. And then literally Agnes shows up like two seconds later after the, the dog, she like zaps the dog yeah. collar, like right in front of her. Right. And Vision's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you're not even trying to hide yourself. Like in the beginning, it was like, blend in, hide yourself among everybody. Right. And now it's like, oh, let me just zap a dog collar. I mean, just, just let me just grow my kids 10 years in the. Yeah, like, they do it right in front of Agnes and she doesn't has no reaction to it whatsoever yeah yeah look no further than than the second episode when they're at the magic show and you have drunk vision Mm um with air quotes but he's trying to do all this this magic and wanda's like no 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 right and she was the one that was all like we have to blend in but now she's just flaunting it out and about and i definitely think that has to do with agnes knows she's at least aware that this is some type of of different universe and and that's going to get into my theories when we get there but she's not afraid to show it to agnes or she already knows um and and that's what really threw vision off again yeah, yeah. And I, I think what's so great about this episode and something that we finally have gotten back to is that the first three episodes were sitcom you know 50s mm-hmm. 60s 70s they were they were true sitcom and then the fourth episode was all about getting to you know spend the time with sword and seeing all their operations from the past three episodes and then in the fifth episode we get the sitcom aspect but we also get the sword aspect and they did such a good job at doing a balancing act between those two sides and it even collides in one of the best moments of this episode yeah that that was amazing so uh that that point that nick was referring to is when they send in a drone uh, that apparently is armed, uh, unbeknownst to uh, Monica Rambo. <clears throat> and Wanda sees it and comes through the the what they're now calling the Hex, which I really kind of like that name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, she's like badasses, the entire sword like crew there is. It's one of the best scenes in this episode. She just fucking owns everybody. She threatens them. She makes uh, the sword agents turn their guns on Director Hayward. It's so freaking sweet. She's wearing her Avengers Avengers outfit. Yeah, like completely. Like from from in-game, I think. The exact outfit. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if if you also caught caught it, but I caught it, is that she was like talking in the accent. Mm-hmm. that she had mm. in Age of Ultron, which I found weird because, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just like she's turning it on and off. Um, I don't I don't know what that's all about. I think it's interesting, too. Like, when we meet Wanda, right, she has that accent. And she's, right. she's on the opposite side. But as, as time went on, she loses the accent and she joins the Avengers and all of that. But now you're seeing that mm. accent come back and she's playing the villain i wonder if that's intentional Mm, i was gonna say that's that's a good thought yeah i think it's also i mean that that scene right when she comes out of the the hex and it's just such a great scene it really is it might be the best individual scene of the series so far because 
it it confirms to us and you know we've done this our fourth episode talking about wandavision we've all thrown out hella theories but it confirms that she definitely knows what's going on and she definitely plays a part you know early on when we didn't know as much we were like someone's controlling her no she knows for sure now at least somewhat of what's going on and she doesn't want anyone to tamper with it she's creating her own pocket world her own universe even if it is even if it is in this real world that she just wants to live her happy life and i thought it was it was great with her talking with monica and monica was like you trusted me at some point you trusted me to deliver your babies you trusted me to be there for you you know we're trying to help you it was just it was a powerful scene all the way around yeah definitely and just speaking on on the sword scenes one thing that i thought was was really cool and and i'm a big fan of world building is when um they're all talking in the the room i think it was either after she got her x-ray and or or after they shot at um the like the pants the outfit yeah yeah they were like, oh, well, who do you think the most powerful Avenger is? And they're like, oh, Captain Marvel. Or <laughs> I thought that was so cool because they build this whole world out. And, I mean, to have Avengers talk, like, I mean, if you're a sports fan, you're like, oh, well, who do you think the best player in, in the NBA is right now? Oh, well, I think it's Kevin Durant or it's LeBron James. It's kind of like that. Like, they're just, like, spitballing, like, oh, who do you think the most powerful Avenger It, it really <laughs> ties in the world on such a small scale exactly like yeah if there was this giant massive superhero fight like we saw in endgame people would never stop talking about it and the fact that they actually address it as people that weren't there were spectators to the thing where some of them were dusted and came back it's nick's exactly right how we talk about real world things like what movie is better, what player is better, right. what would happen in this situation if things would go differently. Exactly. They talked about it just like that. It it it, it felt more realistic, is what it felt like. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I so agree with that. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was was just that fight at the end between between Vision and Wanda yeah. before <laughs> the big thing happened. <laughs> right, right. He he was like what is going on? You have to be honest with me. And during that, I mean, the, the credits roll, like these fake <laughs> credits, like Wanda's like, all right, this is over, end the episode. But he was like, no. And I love seeing Paul Bettany get angry. It was just, <laughs> that was so great. And they could have ended the episode after that fight and I would have been happy. It was just so powerful. And, and Vision was like, you can't control me. Like you can control everyone else. And she's like, can't I? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I think the other important thing too, I'm bouncing around here, sorry, is that she literally stole Vision's Vision's body out of sword, which is crazy. Okay, I know I know we're not at theories yet, but I'm just saying I I don't think that was her. (laughs) What? We'll I'll, ex- I'll explain we'll more in theories, but I don't think let's that let's also think about this timeline wise, right? Mm-hmm. That and I can't take credit for this. I, I heard someone else say this. I'm not I'm not this ingenious, but <laughs> like Vision's body technically was there for five years because of the whole timeline between Infinity War and Endgame. Right, right. But they say nine days because I think that's like nine days after Endgame ended. I right. think it was uh, nine days ago from where. 
they were like when they were doing their briefing, she stole the body nine days okay. from that. Briefing. That's right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. But and then she goes into Westview and, and does her whole thing. That's right. But Vision's body has actually been there for five years. Like days. when Endgame is going on, while they're like, oh, we got to bring them all back and we got to go back in time. And Tony has his kid and all that. Like Vision's body's just chilling in this chilling. in right. sort. So. Right. I don't know Ooh, if that means anything. Oh my God. But. And like, okay, so that, that just made me think of something else. Remember the line in Endgame after Tony's funeral where she says to Hawkeye, you know, I just wish there was a way we could let him know that we, like, it was Hawkeye says that to her, that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that we won. And she's like, yeah, you know, they know. I'm pretty sure they both know. And it's such an ominous line that leads, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it would lead yeah. into her into her doing that like it okay yeah but also in that scene there's something that they uh they say that really this is this huh i can't wait till we get to theories but <laughs> uh they say i think it was uh randall park who's, whose character jimmy Wu, who says uh how does she re- resurrect him without the mind stone and i was thinking about that and i was like yeah how does she do that and I'm just I'm just curious, like maybe he doesn't actually have it anymore, or maybe they do. Maybe well, it's the only stone left. Where is where is the mind stone right now? Like because timeline wise, if Captain America be, returns them all, right. you know, the soul stones with with Poor back me. on the the one fucking planet where right, everyone right. kills themselves. Tracks or whatever. Yeah, and then the time stones with Doctor Strange. Where's yeah. the power stone is uh, like with the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, planets, all all that. Right. Where's the Mind Stone now? If it's been in Vision, like I'm trying to think where did where, where, did, they, where did they originally get the Mind Stone Wasn't from? It from me? the Collector? In no, that was a different one. No, it might have been the Collector. I think it was in Guardians of the Galaxy, or was it from no? Because the red one was from um uh the that was Thor uh, planet. Yeah. And that was eventually given to the collector. That was given to yeah. the collector. I thought Which he is had where Thanos gets it from the yeah. reality stone. I thought he had the reality stone and the power stone. The collector, didn't he? Wasn't he given those two or no? That doesn't answer our question about the mind no. Stone. It, it, it doesn't really. I truly don't know, remember where it came um, from. Like where does Captain America return that one? Does he yeah. just put it back in Vision's head? Like I don't. <laughs> does he go back to the Avengers because that's in the Avengers? Right, is that that's the in Loki's. Yeah, it's it's in Loki's scepter. Yeah. Oh. 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 We're oh. just in in informing each other on this show today. Okay. Okay. Let's see. It says a few weeks after the snap. Oh wait, that's destruction. <laughs> uh, there's so much on this stone. Well. Wow, we we're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to research that. That's crazy. I know somebody's listening listening to this like, like idiots idiot. this is where the mind yeah. started we know the answer <laughs> i don't know why none of us have thought about this like, right regardless like i don't i doubt she has it right i just i doubt that okay but it'd be nice to know where it is right now where it's right. returned to yeah that's a interesting interesting thought that it just had because i have no idea well we are looking so uh, <laughs> wow. okay let's see okay here Following Stark's funeral, Captain America was sent back in time by Hulk in order to put back the Infinity Stones to 
where they were taken from and journeyed back to New York in 2012 to return the Mind Stone. So he returns it back to 2012, which is, I guess, the Avengers. Okay, it would have to be. Right, so maybe... So maybe... So wait, maybe did she sword. steal it from S.H.I.E.L.D. Hat? So she stole say, it, yeah. So maybe S.W.O.R.D. was in possession of, of the, the Mind, Mind Stone, Stone. and mm. she took the Mind Stone and put it back in Vision. Mm. That makes sense. But also, I don't know if you caught when they were talking about Wanda's past, and she got her capabilities from the Mind Stone as well. Mm-hmm. I so thought she maybe, got hers from the Ether. No. no. She oh. got her abilities from the Mind Stone as well, which... So maybe it's in her? Could could have effect because, you know, Mind Stone to Mind Stone. Who knows? But I'm going to segue into what we've all been waiting for. You've got a mess, and you're still using the next leading brand? You need Lagos brand paper towels, the most absorbent paper towel available. Husbands can use it too, you know. Lagos, for when you make a mess, you didn't mean to. <laughs> and that is the ending oh, where man. Evan Peters comes in Ooh. as... Um, Pietro or Peter Maximoff, whichever right, X right. Men, he's Peter Maximoff. <laughs> in the MCU, it's Pietro Maximoff. They're both Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. So she, in a way, recasts uh, <laughs> Pietro slash Peter Quicksilver into the MCU. And this has to be where we get all the X Men. This has to be yeah. where Zach Efron comes in. No, yes, yes. <laughs> He doesn't even like Zach Efron as Wolverine. He just does yes. to, to frustrate me. Zach Efron as Wolverine. Oh. No, there's there's so much good CGI. You, I mean, you have to bring back Hugh Jackman. Like, no, no. Well, regard regardless, like this opens the door for the X Men. Yep. Whether they want to recast everyone except for Evan Peters because no, it they it makes They're sense, all... or whether they keep all of them, regardless of what they do. This opens up the door for them. I think it's entirely possible. I'm not saying I want this to happen. I'm just saying it's possible that they keep Evan Peters as his Quicksilver to tie them together, mm-hmm. but then they recast everyone. But I don't right. think that's what they're going to do. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I really hope they don't recast everybody because Sophie Turner, Ty Sheridan. Mm. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Ty Sheridan, but okay. Uh, but I mean, the, in 2019, Dark Phoenix came out. So we're we're two years <laughs> dark phoenix there's there's no way that you just recast it, everybody it's it's not like the original x-men where it's you know uh all the old people like it i just doubt it, it would make a lot more sense based on what we saw because they're gonna go multiverse we know this this is confirmed mm-hmm. it would just make a lot more sense because everyone's like how are they gonna bring the x-men in they are gonna have to explain why mutants weren't in this right, mcu right. world before you have a very simple answer. You just use the multiverse. You just, however you want to explain that. We know Dr. Strange will probably be involved. Yeah. We know Wanda now will probably be involved. All you have to do is just say, you know, there was another dimension that the X-Men were in. We pulled them out. They're in our dimension now. They're in Boom, our dimension. There you can keep all the same people. Well, I think uh, they have to tie. I, I mean, and, and this is kind of what we are talking about with meaningful lines that just don't, aren't just said for for being said they're said for reason there's no way that they say that wanda has big bang potential power mm-hmm. if 
they don't use it later. Like I just don't, right, that's just right. a wasted line. I, I don't see them doing that, but I think maybe she uses this big bang power to kind of affect this multiverse and somehow with bringing in Evan Peters as Quicksilver somehow pulls together all the other MC or uh, X-Men. What I hope, I think this would be really sweet is that if, you know, Ty Sheridan or, Sophie Turner or any of the the X-Men in the next episode when they're just like out and about in Westview are just like we get like a quick shot of them and Ooh. like we're like oh sh- oh there there's one of the X-Men like right. I I hope that in the next episode like that that happens I think that'd be so cool I, I think, think it's be like a season finale type deal like I think the next episode is probably going to focus on Pietro. the two of them talking right. trying to figure out what's going on and then maybe the last episode of the season, we see Michael Fassbender or... I would the, love that so or much. All, all of the X-Men or something like right. that. Like, I think that's a little right. more likely, but but everything that I've thought was going to happen in the next episode hasn't happened. They've, right, right. they've taken my expectations, crumbled them up, and gone much <laughs> bigger, so... I would love that. <laughs> so, like, yeah, when it comes to the mutants, I like, I love what Nick just said. Like, what if Westview is the the home of mutants? Like, you know what I'm saying? What if they just, they that's where they come from. That's where it all starts. Um, I do like the idea of keeping Evan Peters. Uh, I do kind of wonder if they'll bring back the Pietro that they, that they had in this MCU. God, I, I hope not. I, I mean, I'm not saying that they keep him or anything, but I, I, I do I think like it would Evan be Peters as Quicksilver more than than the other guy. I, I mean, don't know. maybe that's just from me he watching. Only, yeah, he only had like one movie, so it's it's right, that's exactly. fair. But well, like, yeah, I I I do want to see that. Like, listen, whatever casting decisions they make, you know what I'm saying? They make. I think. I think you're right. They got to keep the the younger cats that they already made in the Sony verse, yes. bring those guys over. But the older cats can change as long as they keep Michael Fassbender. Yes. And and, and uh, I'm forgetting his name. The the young Professor X, uh, James, McAvoy. James McAvoy. As long as they keep those guys, I'm totally on board I, with that. I just think with what they showed now with Evan Peters, it would just be so easy to explain a multiverse scenario where all the same X-Men come into that universe. And that low key makes the X-Men universe low key Marvel canon. And I mean, not necessarily because they're not vital to the MCU plot, but at least you know those characters, you can understand those characters. And and you could argue, right. And you could argue that their stories took place in a different universe. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, so for, for audiences that don't care or know as much that we know, they could say, whoa, the X-Men are in here now. They didn't even get their own movies. They, right. How are we expected to know these characters? Oh, well, it's not in the MCU, but you go over and watch all the X-Men movies. Right. Still their character. It's still their arc. It's 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 going to be really cool. I, I yeah. think I think with what they showed, you can't you can't keep Evan Peters and then recast everyone. I would not be shocked. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be, but would be. I don't think you can. <laughs> now with with what they've shown us well i think this opens up the door and and this is a conversation that nathan and i have had multiple times over the past couple weeks is is drawing that fine line of what you want to draw from the comics 
and what you want to just take inspiration from. Yes, Phoenix, you look like blown I'm, away. I'm sorry. I just had a thought. I just had a thought. Okay. Now, this, this, this is this is way way down the line. This will probably be probably phase six type of type of thing. Okay. But what if we could potentially get X Men versus the Avengers? Oh, Possibly. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> well, oh my god. <laughs> well, anyway, back back to my sorry, point. sorry. Yes. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, um, Nathan and I have been talking about you know this fine line between drawing inspiration from the comics and copying them word for word. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you know, in the comics, Wanda has the twins, and you know, the, the House of M has been talked about heavily when it comes to drawing inspiration, and uh, Monica Rambeau, like her character, I don't remember her name. In is actually uh, it, that's interesting. Her name was Photon, but right, that's what I know. But I noticed something interesting in what was it, episode four, when you see her mom's plaque, uh -huh. she's given the name Photon. So okay. I don't know if she takes it. I don't know yeah, if maybe. Like, she inherits it, but like because, they already gave that to to Maria, so I don't know. Right, because Photon's powers are like having energy like her powers are are energy based right and when she takes the cat scan or the x-ray or whatever you can see like the outline of her body like her shoulders and her head but it's just white you know yeah. what i mean so it's yeah. it's like it's kind of like energy and and i can definitely see where they're getting that from the comics and everything but i'm interested to see because when i was looking at quicksilver's wikipedia page because you know wikipedia's the number one source for information <laughs> It says, it says that in most depictions, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are the son and daughter of Magneto. Magneto. Yeah. Right. So I'm not this again, this is drawing the, the fine, fine line of inspiration versus drawing word for word is I wonder, and because we talked about Michael Fassbender, if he will play any part in this as being the dad, but I I doubt it because of of what happened in Ultron and how Wanda's character was kind of introduced and how they've kind of told her backstory since then. But because of this multiverse um, mm -hmm. that, that is kind of getting established between the X-Men and the MCU, I mean, obviously we're just kind of theorizing. It's not like confirmed, but uh, what if Magneto comes back and, and in that universe, Pietro and, and Wanda are his kids and like now is, forming into that so, universe he kind of so finds out that way i'm curious because i did not see the latest um x-men movies is okay. is evan peters is quicksilver is he uh magneto son in those movies have they revealed that yet or no so they they recruit quicksilver but he has regular parents i do believe because mm -hmm. he like suburbia um it's been like two years since I've watched all the X-Men movies. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not your most reliable source. I feel like I could probably look that up. I swear. Um, I swear the people listening to this are going to like fucking ream us. They're like, like yeah, guys, um, what the fuck? Like, yeah, if, you, if you are just a diehard X-Men <laughs> fan and you are cringing at how little we know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd like to think we are all extremely knowledgeable in the MCU and at least somewhat in X-Men. I think Nick and Phoenix definitely know a lot more about X-Men than I do. But regardless, we're all 
pretty knowledgeable, <laughs> but we're not experts. So yeah. I'm sorry for our lack of terminology, for our lack of, of obvious questions for you. But nonetheless, we're not experts. We're just fans. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, no, nothing. Uh, yeah, like, I, I, I know nothing of X-Men past the cartoon. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't think um, they they explored it because this article from Insider says Dark Phoenix actor Evan Peters is sad. Quicksilver didn't get to resolve his storyline with Magneto. Magneto. Mm. Magneto. Magneto. So, <laughs> so let's kind of talk about we we can we can talk about for days what this means for the MCU, but. Let's just stick with WandaVision right now. What's in front of us? What happens now with Evan Peters and WandaVision? What happens now in, in the next couple episodes? I am so not sure because I think... Four episodes left. Yeah, like I think there, there's so many implications of of his arrival. Like it's it's ridiculous. So like let's assume that we're going with the sitcom aspect of this, right? And she has essentially recast, air quotes, Pietro, right? So is he playing the MCU version of her brother? Or is he playing the Sony version? Or is or does that matter? Does that even come up? It could pro- probably be totally ignored and we forge this new path with this character. So. Well, you know what I'm yeah. saying? There, there's so many different different ways to and, look at that. And if it was a true multiverse deal, which it probably is, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't say like, oh, sister or something like that. He'd be like, who are you? Where am I? I feel like that'd be more what it would be because- I feel like that's coming though. Right. Like I know if I was pulled out of this universe and dropped into another, I wouldn't be like <laughs> talking to some cousin but, or, or sibling I never had. I'd be but, like, but also but you that, also have to realize is that everybody's under their right. control. Exactly. You know? So just because you get transported into this new universe and you're like, where am I? Like, what's going on? You're not going to be like that because you're under mind control. You're going to be like, oh, Wanda, my sister, my long lost sister. And that's, that's who's, something who's I, I, I uh, want to say. That's yeah. something, there's something interesting that I want to point out. But like when the doorbell rings, she says, I didn't do that. Right. Now, right. naturally, we don't believe her because she's supposedly controlling all of this. But let's assume that someone else is in control and they brung Pietro into this. And he's and he believes he's, you know, her brother, Pietro. Like what's going to happen when Vision unlocks his personality? Like, is he going to be like. You know where's where's my actual where are the X Men? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many different freaking they well, laid I, so much stuff out this episode is ridiculous. <laughs> I have I have a theory. Yeah, let's get into theory time. <laughs> I think that this I think what happened right is that Wanda wanted to be with Vision. She wanted to have her little life. She wanted to do all that, and I think she goes to this world and she finds Agnes and she's like, can you help me? I want to forget about the outside world and I want to be with Vision. I grew up in um, Scanovia or whatever it's called. Sokovia. Sokovia. Watching these sitcoms as a kid and grew up on these. So can we make it like that? And I think Agnes controls this whole thing and, and maybe wipes her memory recently because 
they're like on the heart they're like oh what day is it is our our anniversary like how long Mm -hmm. have we been together like i don't even know and then in the second episode when when they're like wanda who's doing this to you like who's doing this to you she's not like oh it's me i'm doing this to myself you know (laughs) she's, she's like confused and and with the the helicopter it's like what's going on and the beekeeper she's like no you know like i feel like it's all being controlled by agnes because she was helping wanda but i feel like slowly over time because wanda is so powerful that she's kind of escaped this mind control that agnes has been doing and she started to realize the world that she's in and now that she realizes it she's like okay this is great i want to protect this and that's kind of where we get the whole let me break out of the hex and and say you know screw off or whatever that's that's my so it's funny because nick and i live together we watch these episodes together we've talked a lot about this but we haven't talked about this theory so the fact that our theories are are so similar is funny because we haven't even talked about it but my theory is very similar but it's it's not exactly the same so what I think happened is, and and I love this theory, right? Obviously, I don't know any of the answers. I, I have no idea, but I love this theory based on what we've seen. So I think that Wanda was grieving so hard. She's lost her parents. She's lost her brother. She's now lost her husband. And she just wants him back. She will do anything to get him back. So I think that she knows how powerful she is. Somewhere along the way, she meets Agnes somehow and tells her, like, I need to do this. I I need to have my husband back. I don't care what we do. I don't care how it happens. I just need to live with my husband. And Agnes is like, okay, we can create this this pocket world, this dome-like world where you can live with him. It's not going to be real. It's going to be fake. But I can help you do that it's going to be mostly your doing. So this is where our theory started to differ a little bit. I still think Wanda is doing almost all of it. And she just needs Agnes's help doing certain things. I don't, I don't know the specifics of it, but Wanda is doing the hex. She's, she's controlling people. She is when she's like, no, and, and everything. She wants this universe. She asked for it. She just needed a little help getting there. So then I think Ag- that's why she's not afraid to do magic in front of her. Mm-hmm. That's why Agnes is like, oh, should I take it from the top? That's why when when the neighbor is cutting through the, the wall and is trying to tell Vision something, she's like, don't tell him. Like Agnes mm-hmm. knows all of this because she's in on it with Wanda. Mm-hmm. But Agnes has her own agenda that she's not telling Wanda. Whatever that may be, I don't want to speculate as far as what her agenda is, what her plans are, but she has an agenda that she wants to take something from Wanda. She's evil. She's got some types of plans in store, but she's not telling her that. So Wanda thinks Agnes is a friend, is helping her create this universe to live happily, and Agnes is pretending like she's a friend, but she's got her own plans. And that's what I think is going on. Uh, it has nothing to do with the X-Men for, for my theory right now. That just has to do with what's going on. And that's why when, when Wanda leaves the, uh, the hex in this last episode, that's why she's like, leave me alone. No one's ever going to take this from me again. And maybe with her losing her memory with some of those things, that's probably Agnes at play. I, I just think it was 
It was, here's what I want to do. I can't do it all the way yet. I need a little bit of help. Agnes says, yeah, I'll help. Pretends like she's a friend, is helping a little bit, but has her own agenda behind the scenes. And I think that's what we're starting to see. Yeah, I think I agree with uh, with both of those theories. Uh, yeah, I just think I just think there's no way Agnes isn't involved in some way, shape, or form. Now, however, I want to throw a wrench in, in those theories. Yeah, go go for it. What if Agnes knows, but she's not involved? What if she's also a sword agent? I just, I think, I I feel like it's very, um, what's the word? It's just very convenient if she was just there. And I just think it would be very convenient. All the places that Wanda could choose, all the middle nowhere towns that she could choose in the U.S. that she happens to go to this one where there's, where there's somebody uh, uh, else with power. I just think that's, that's too convenient. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think like, you know, I think you could have, there could be another mission going on entirely. And that's where Agnes was dropped in at. I just, I think there's, I think there's a betrayal story coming. I, I, there's, there's no way for me personally in my own mind and and you out there can think differently, but, but in my (laughs) own mind, I can't envision a scenario where there's this scene where, where Wanda's like, Oh my God, I, I trusted you. You helped me do this. Mm-hmm. And Agnes is like, uh, ha 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 evil plan. Like, I just, I, I can't see that not happening. Like <laughs> I just can't. That's why she does the magic in front of her. That's why she says like, let's take it from the top because they're friends. Agnes and her are friends. And she knows about all the magic. She knows about the controlling, but she's working her own agenda. And, and I don't know how the X-Men tie into that. I don't even know if Agnes has anything to do with that, right. but I just I can't see it happening, and and the what, other thing, or, too, or what if what if Agnes is a mutant? Well, I'm, the, the thing that I'd it. like to throw in in on your um, sword agent theory is, like Nick said, it, it's just too convenient, right? Like the name Agnes comes from like the first few letters and the last few letters of her comic book name that forms Agnes. I, I forget the name because you know we're not experts, <laughs> but um, what, what is it? I think you're looking right now. Yeah. Um, Regardless, there's no way. Like that's not convenient. We're not just gonna call her Agnes, and that's that's the first that's few letters, right. the last few letters combined. And she's a the the comic book villain, right? There's there's no way. And when they're putting up the the names of the people last episode in in episode four, she, she's not there. She doesn't have a name. There's no way. When you look on that, one of that, the, that's one of the reasons why I think she's hark- right. See, there's wait, say that again. So so then then. When you look at one of the promo pictures that they released in the last week or so, and and you know this is mostly an audio show, so I'm I'm not going to pull it up right now. But <laughs> in one of the pictures they released, if you it's got Vision, it's got Wanda, it's got I'm pretty sure it's got Jimmy Woo, and she's in it too. Agnes is in it. If you zoom in behind them on the wall, mm-hmm. there is like this this witch or this dark little mural on the wall that is hidden you have to fully zoom in your phone and you can see it like there's there's no way there's there's way too many between the name between the no name on the on the sword stuff yeah you got that picture up right here uh when you zoom in right there you see 
like some type of evil face, some type of evil witch face. Like there's no way all that combined. I, I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just saying I'm trying to subvert expectations here. All okay. I'm saying is I'm just trying to throw a wrench in the plans. I think with all of that is possible, but let's assume that there was some other story going on in Westview. They sent Agnes in there. She's a sword agent. We've concealed our identity, obviously, because that's part of the, the plan. They haven't revealed it because they know they like director Hayward, at least at the very least, knows that Agnes is a part of it. Right. And I don't know. Maybe she's from another planet. Maybe she's a mutant. Maybe something, you know, something. I don't know. Maybe she's got a tele. Maybe she's communicating with someone on the outside. I have no idea. But I just think that maybe she's a part of it, but not a part of it. That's all I'm saying. I think both are possible. Once again, we're talking this fine line of um, comics versus, um, you know, inspiration versus taking straight from the comics. Um, Agatha or yeah, Agatha Harkness. Ooh, the two comics that Agatha Harkness that she is associated with is Fantastic Four and Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. So is there a Fantastic Four tie-in? Who knows? Yeah, this is this is a great bridge to what I want to talk about. And I did see a Straw Hat Goofy TikTok about it, so shout out to him. He Oops. made a great TikTok explaining how this episode, Loki set up the Fantastic Four when um, Monica Rambeau says something about like... I know an aerospace engineer. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. That, yes. And I that's was wondering who she was talking about. And then, like behind her on the board, there's a four, and Swear. the account also <laughs> brings up a couple of other details that I don't remember off the top of my head that really, really confirms it. And I think that's a great transition. They brought in the X Men and subtly the Fantastic Four in this episode. That's not even about them, and I just think that's so ingenious. And when you watch the video. It's it's extremely evident that it's that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So I, I do want to say um, I'm so proud of the MCU. I really am. I'm so proud of Kevin Feige. You know, before the show started, of course, I was a big MCU fan, right? I was. But I, I was a little colder on them because I had seen these franchises like Star Wars, like Harry Potter, where they actually have such big world building. There's real stakes characters die and they don't come back there's real meaning to these movies and yeah it's cool to see falcon show up in an ant-man movie it's cool to see spider-man and iron man in the same movie share the same screen it's cool to see one end credit scene show uh show up and set up the next movie but at the end of the day the mcu felt so inconsequential to me it took 23 movies to actually kill off a major character So I'm a big MCU fan, right? I'm not trying to shred them, but everything felt so formulaic and inconsequential. Now with WandaVision, they went so different. They were like, we're going to just completely shoot for the moon. And if we miss, we miss. At least we're trying something different. And they have not missed at all. They tried something different with the sitcom. And now they're, they're going big. They're actually tying it into the larger universe. You can't watch the movies and skip WandaVision and not know <laughs> and expect to not miss anything. I'm just so proud of them. I'm so proud of them. This went from a, wow, that was a lighthearted, fun 
little spoof on 50s shows with a couple minor questions about what's going on to now the Fantastic Four are coming in. The X-Men are coming in. This could set up a few movies. Like, they, I'm just so proud of what they've been able to do. I really am. This has fully restored my faith in the MCU. It really has. And as someone who was extremely skeptical about them ever since Far From Home, uh, I'm just, I'm so over the moon about this product. It's so different. It's unique. It's engaging. And there's world building. I'm just so proud. I really am. And and my last point before we talk about rankings and, and where this show or where this episode lines up with the others is that I think, and I hope, maybe this is more of a hope than I think. I feel like they've learned something here, right? They've gone completely different. They've gone completely something that they've never done before. And I don't know about you, but this WandaVision, every single episode, it's everywhere on Twitter. Like, it's trending. There's memes. There's people doing theories. It's everywhere. There's no way that Marvel looks at this and is like, yeah, that was fun to do once. All right, back to what? Back to our regularly scheduled program. Like, there's no way that there's all that there's such a great reception from this, and they just ignore that and just go back to what they were doing before. There's no way. Like I said, my faith in Mar in the MCU is completely restored. It, it really is. <laughs> it went from you walk in the theater, you know the hero's going to beat the villain, you know the villain's probably never going to show up again, even though they just got captured and everything's going to be all hunky dory when you leave the theater. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. And, and while that's fine and fun, you can't do that for 23 movies. Right. So they're doing something different. They're actually, I mean, just, just watching the first episode compared to what this last episode was. It's insane. It's insane how much they're connecting everything in the larger universe. And I, I'm just, I'm so happy that I love the MCU again because <laughs> they made me love the MCU. Again. Yeah, this this has been a great journey. I'm loving every episode that we've had so far. Uh, I have to agree with these guys, man. I, I was never out of love with the MCU. I loved everything that they've done, minus like, you know, Thor the Dark World and Iron Man 2. But like, 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 other than that, like, this has been an amazing, amazing journey. And the one thing I thought of the other day was I was like, imagine that you're like 20 years from now and you're trying to get into the MCU and you got to go all the way back to 2008 to understand everything. Like, who knows what what the MCU will be in 10, 20 years. I'm like, I feel like the kids who are born in like this year are going to be oh, at a loss. A lot of fun. Like, like, I got a huge loss, but I love it. So let's do let's do our rankings. So where does episode five rank for you, Nick? Well, I think it's it's pretty obvious that, that this is my favorite episode so far. Mm -hmm. um, I just think with the tie-in of everything, all the theories surrounding it, I mean, this is probably going to be our longest episode yet. Um, I think it's it's five, and then after that, four, two, three, one. So, Ooh. and again... None of these episodes are bad. No. Just because one is my least favorite doesn't mean that I did not like it or that it was just okay. All these episodes are good. All these episodes are fantastic. It's hard to to put these in order, but that's just what it has to be. All right. Nathan. Yeah, mine, episode five. I mean, 
Look how much we talk about it. (laughs) We episode five was my favorite episode before they even brought in (laughs) the X-Men connection before they even threw that out there. It was my favorite because we're starting to get answers. I mean, we talked for so long about it. Yeah. And and then they bring in the X-Men. It's just obvious. Episode four is my second favorite because of all the answers connecting and, and showing the behind the scenes. Um, episode one, fantastic way to start off a show. Number three is my fourth favorite. And then number two is, is my least favorite. But like Nick said, just because it's my least favorite doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. When you're ranking things, something always has to come in last. Does not mean it's bad, but it is just, I like the other ones better. Yeah. I'm, so, uh, yeah. It went five, four, one, three, two. I'm a somewhat similar. Obviously, number five has to top my list. It was incredible. Like like you said, it, it was it was top before the the PHO re- reveal, and that's how good of an episode it was. Uh, four is right behind it. Just so many answers, and just it, it was so good. Uh, and then it's one, two, and three. Um, <laughs> like you know, saying straight across the board. I really loved that first episode. I just thought it was so original, so unique. I love the second episode, just thought it was super funny. And the third episode is great. Like, make no mistake about it. I love the, that third episode. But it's like, literally, like you said, something has to be last. That's the only reason it's last. And who knows where it'll end up by the time we get all, what is it, eight, nine episodes? I think it's nine. Nine. Super excited for the rest of these. Can't wait to do it again next week. Thank you guys so much for joining us, for listening. If you have any thoughts on WandaVision, please let us know. We want to hear everyone's theories. Nathan, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you can find me on Letterboxd at Nathan Pig, but I'd prefer that you follow the show on Twitter at Film Code Pod. We try to interact with you guys, try to get the discussions going. We will be talking plenty of WandaVision over there on Twitter. We also have an Instagram now, same at, at Film Code Pod. Please make sure you follow us. Please make sure you're keeping up with us. However you are listening to this right now, please go ahead and check out our other episodes, whether you're new to the show, whether you've been a consistent listener. We have hours upon hours of content that you'll love. If you tried to listen to all our episodes, it'd probably take you weeks. We just have so much content out there. I guarantee you, I guarantee you will be one of your new favorite podcasts. You just got to give us that listen. Just want to thank you guys so much for listening, spending some time with us. And... Love the MCU. Love what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, where can everybody find you, sir? You can find me on Letterboxd at Nick Spain. Um, super behind on my reviews right now. Nathan has to, uh, you know, is getting on me about that. I think I have like five or six reviews to write. So going to be busy writing reviews, but uh, make sure you follow me over there. Absolutely. And my name is Phoenix Clowning. You can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Clowden. And like Nathan said, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCodePod. We will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. And we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>